the the what the bees uh what's the name of that? what's the name of it why i'm afraid of bees why i'm afraid of bees even something like that <laughs> and i reread it recently frightened me when i was a kid they, they really they really freaked me out like not not being able to sleep that's how bad wow huh. so good job rl sign job done job well done <laughs> Hello, hello, hello. My name is Robbie Miles, and I'm so unbelievably excited to be here with my excellent buddy, Dustin. And spoiler alert, today, Dustin and I will be talking about the book, Goosebumps Most Wanted Zombie Halloween, by the master himself, R.L. Stein. Coming up next. So you have a long to-be-read list, and you don't know how to proceed. Just give yourself a break, my friend, because Dustin can read. Dustin can read. What happens at this house on Halloween? Kenny Manzetti was the new kid in town. His family moved back into an old house to help take care of his grandfather. Everyone in his new neighborhood is obsessed with zombies, even Grandpa Mo. But then a new family moves in next door, and their choice of furniture is... interesting. Kenny is convinced that there is something strange about the new neighbors, but his parents won't listen to him. So Kenny and his friends go in for a closer look. A bad idea on any day, but definitely the wrong choice around Halloween. Will Kenny survive long enough to go trick-or-treating? Obviously, we, we love R.L. Stein. You know, that's that's our deal. And I love how this book I love how this book began. Because it started off with this nice little letter from him at the beginning, kind of reminiscent of the way he like he began his um, the Goosebumps TV specials in a way. He's kind of bringing you into the world a little bit, and he's like, "Hello, I'm R.L. Stein. Yeah, Come on he, into my house." I'm noticing that he's doing that more and more. You know, oh, really? in, in the special editions and some of the hardcovers, he's been doing that more and more, giving this like little background, and uh, it's cool. Yeah, like you said, it's kind of like the TV show where he gives that little that little blurb to start off with. It's nice. It's a cool thing. It's kind of like he's giving himself a little Vincent Price moment, a little storyteller moment, you know? Yeah, for sure. I'm with you. <laughs> and he also tells us that, you know, oh, don't mind the zombie Eddie who prefers to be called Life Challenged. Life Challenged, you know? <laughs> Not dead, but he's Life Challenged. I thought that was excellent. Stein continues to say that the most wanted holiday is always haunted Halloween. So with that... He's going to let Kenny Manzetti tell the story about his family, how they moved into an old spooky house, and that was right across the street from a graveyard of zombies. So I have a couple things here. So the first thing I want to talk talk about. So what do we? What is? What does he mean by most wanted? Like the most popular? Uh, I guess the most wanted stories to hear about is Halloween. That must be it. Uh, okay, I agree. I mean, That's everybody wants most- to hear about Halloween, especially from Goosebumps. If you're, you oh, know, yeah, any holiday you're yeah. going to hear from, you're going to hear about Halloween. So That's just what, to clarify, you know? so so for in a Goosebumps book. The most wanted holiday is Halloween. Uh, I, I, I'm thinking that's what it is. Okay, all right. Yeah, just, I, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing. All right. Also, a couple other things in this this intro here, which I thought were pretty awesome. Uh, you know, he has the, the the barbed wire fence to hold in the abominable snowman. First of all, oh yeah, uh, awesome that he had the abominable snowman. He threw that in there. But a barbed wire fence not holding in an abominable snowman. <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna plow right through that. And uh, the other thing is that he noted that Eddie ate his brother. That's I mean, right. That's right. Getting... They had no. They didn't say he ate his brother. He just hadn't seen his brother around lately. 
<laughs> I thought I thought I could I, maybe I, I read it wrong. I thought it's there was assumed a that Eddie ate his brother. Right, right. It's assumed he ate his brother. That Eddie man, life challenge, eating eating brother, eating siblings. Hey, um, where is Eddie? Where, I, I mean, I haven't seen my brother. Excuse me, I haven't seen my brother. Eddie, do you eat my brother? Yeah, right. He's probably just eating his brother. Again. Yeah, it's hilarious. It took me, you know, it didn't take me long, but it, it was a, a nice, lengthy Goosebumps book. It was nice, you know. Yeah, cool. it didn't, ha- and it didn't feel like he was trying to stretch it out either. It felt right. like the it was the right length at the same time. And if you think about it, you know the the first section, I believe it's just the first section, part one. There's three parts, forty four chapters. That first section, nineteen forty four, which you're about to introduce, uh, was I think roughly forty pages or so. So if you take mm-hmm. that off the top, it's like a normal Goosebumps book. So he adds yeah. in this whole other section, which is kind of nice, and it gives us some background. And uh, it kind of equates to like an intro and then like a, a Goosebumps book, you know, which is cool. It probably helps to do when you do special editions to do it in parts. And that way you can it's easier for you to expand it, I guess, especially if you're doing like three separate kind of little stories, even though the last two parts were kind of the same story. I don't know why they had two separate parts for that, but right, maybe yeah. that was just his way to be able to sp- split it up. All right. Part one, 1944. We start with 12-year-old Mario Manzetti and his new friend, Ivy. Mario's family just moved into Franklin Village, into this creepy ramshackle of a house. Totally a picture-perfect haunted house, which Ivy points out. While Mario's dad is off fighting in World War II, his mom is hardly around because she has to work two jobs to, to support them. And here I thought the military took care of our own. Well, you know, whatever. (laughs) Mario doesn't like the idea of living across the street from a graveyard, to which Ivy starts to mock him like he's a scared little baby. Okay, girl, let's see your ass stay there all night freaking out. (laughs) I'm calling your bluff. I'm calling her bluff. That Ivy, man. And we're going to, we definitely see more of her later. But uh, this is what I love about our song. You know, I grew up in the 90s. One of the things that I really love is this, you know, you don't know what's going to happen. This is brand new. This not brand new, but this is house. It's haunted. New family. He has to make friends. That that kind of a situation. This is one of my favorite types of horror. Um, but yeah, that Ivy, man, that Ivy. I, I'd like to see you put your money where your mouth is. <laughs> he insists he's not scared, just disturbed because it's a depressing place to live, which I'll give him that. He recalls when he was younger pretending to be brave, like the, quote, new superhero comic characters, Superman and Captain Marvel, which nice semi-accurate historical reference, I guess. (laughs) Teach these kids that DC and Marvel have been around for a minute. You know, I guess that's a good thing. However, now that Mario's dad's away, he has to be the, quote, man of the house and put all those fantasies away, which is sad. But that's the way it was back then, right? Right, right, right. He looks up to catch Ivy trotting across the street. She's going for a walk in that graveyard. She she is amazed that Mario doesn't do this more often, but he's never gone in there at all before. She is amazed. She can't, she can't possibly fathom. I can't believe you haven't gone in here before. That's great. (laughs) uh, Also, I want, I want to know one of my favorite things here is now something R.L. Stein does often, which I'm just starting to notice, but he does, you know, Ivy's attire. She's wearing a green sweater. You know? Yes. And yes. He, so she, she actually wears two different green sweaters throughout this first section, which I think is great. But uh, he, he does this, he, he says this thing where, you know, characters do things all the time. She's always wearing green sweaters. 
You know, that, that, I feel like that's such a classic R.L. Stein. Everybody movie. always has a habit or a tick. Oh, right, a habit or a tick. They're always doing something. I love that. And so Ivy, you know, this very distinct character who cannot believe, right, that Mario does not want to go into the graveyard and always wears green sweaters. Very distinct characteristics. <laughs> well, as they enter dark clouds overhead, suddenly, all of a sudden, you know, there's dark clouds entering. Of course, that's not very ominous or anything. Uh, you have to. Yeah. They see a dark figure coming out of the ground by a tombstone. Mario braces for the worst, but it's just his little brother, Anthony, playing a stupid, stupid Goosebumps prank. <laughs> Classic. Of course, prank. Ivy was in on it. Yeah, exactly. Classic. Ivy's in on it. You know, what kind of new friend, by the way, what kind of new friend starts making fun of you right away? A jerk. Are a they? jerk, that's who. So, yeah, <laughs> right. No, I completely agree. <laughs> He needs a kicker to the curb is what I'm saying, basically. So Anthony right. uh, points out um, a freshly dug grave and dares Mario to jump in. Go ahead, jump in. I'm like, I don't think your brother's going to do that. But, you know, Mario, who is not scared, but also not dumb enough to jump into a muddy hole before he, you know, just before a storm hits, he hesitates. Of course, Ivy urges him to look tougher than his brother when suddenly Mario gets shoved into the grave. Just boom, right in. He lands hard and gets super pissed at his brother for pushing him in. Can we just talk I'd about be out of that, that hole in a second, just whooping that little boy's ass. Yeah, but let's, let's talk about this for a second. You know, I had a sister growing up, and I get it. You know, you, you play a joke on a friend, a sibling, whatever the case might be. But, I mean, pushing someone into a, gra- a grave, that sounds, pretty, that sounds pretty intense, you know? A lot of things <laughs> already, can go wrong. already uncomfortable being there, and right. you're like, a lot of it thi- all around. Right, right, right. A lot of things can go wrong. It's not something I think I would do to anybody. Anybody. You know, that's, <laughs> that's scary to me. It's pretty cruel. Yeah. So Anthony claims that he didn't push Mario, and Ivy agrees, saying... Anthony didn't come near him and says, maybe it was just a ghost. I'm for any possibility. It's goosebumps. And I just want the teasing to stop already. That's <laughs> at this point. I'm just oh, like, yeah. stop kids. Let's just get this on. Oh yeah. It's- so I might've missed the, the section where this happened, but at one point, Anthony stomps on Mario's foot for a laugh. Who does that? Like, just think about that for a second. Have you ever seen someone stomp on someone's foot? And it's just, it's, <laughs> I'm gonna yeah. stomp on your foot. It's like, you dickhead. Right. What are you hey, doing? Right. What an asshole move. I mean, come on. I guess it's kind of a, you know, for a little brother to do that way, you can't really, I mean, how are you gonna prove that he hurt me? Right. <laughs> if you just stomp right, on right. his foot, which and is such, added, but it's gonna hurt. Such a little brother asshole move to do. And I'm exactly that, that Anthony, man. You know, he's, he's a little jerk. What gives, Anthony? What gives? Uh, he's got problems. Right. Anthony has some attention seeking problems. So it starts to rain and and Mario's all frustrated and he's trying to climb out, but he can't because it gets too slippery. And the other two try to pull him out, but the rain has made the ground too soaked. All right, here it comes. The other two end up slipping and falling into the hole with him. And I'm like, great, now they're trapped. Great. Now all three are trapped. They're going to drown in a hole. That's great. So you you know what's coming, right? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Patented R.L. Stein. No. Oh, that's coming up. With like seven O's. (laughs) <laughs> it's too classic they all fell in that was when they fell in they said no right, 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 yeah right. and it, immediately now after since that episode with sammy i can't stop it, every time i see it <laughs> there's some more of them too oh yeah so ivy turns out to be the most limber of the group 
She gets Mario to hoist her up before she helps the boys out of the muddy hole. Soaked and covered with mud, they head back to the house, but stop short. They hear whispers coming from all around them. Visit me. Come to me. So lonely. Which is very reminiscent of William from uh, Goosebumps Wanted the Haunted Mask. He kept saying, so lonely. Yes, the uh, the classic uh, whispers, classic Goosebumps whispers. So he tries to brush them off as the wind. Yeah, you know, because the wind totally enunciates what it you know makes yeah, sounds like voices right? speaking to you. For sure. Um, <laughs> but suddenly a bony hand grabs Mario's shoulder. <gasps> he immediately blames Anthony. But again, Ivy confirms that Anthony never touched him. Uh, he uses an adjective like bony, a bony hand. And I was like, you know what? Is that something that if, when I was a kid, would that have scared me? A bony hand? I feel like that. Well, is- if you felt a bony hand, you know when you feel, you know what I mean? It's kind of right. that, I don't know. I made note it of that. It could have scared oh, you. Right, right. But to me, to it's be like, honest, if you're feeling- I'm going to be 100% honest. These books started coming out when I was 11 years old. Okay. They started Goosebumps. Welcome to Dead House. First, first one came out when I was 11 years old. I was excited by them. They were a th- kind of thrill to read, but I was never scared. I've never been scared of a book. I wow. just never have. Really? I just never have had a book scare me. I just uh, haven't. Uh, I got to tell you. Don't try to challenge me. Don't do that. I don't um, want to do I got to tell you. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm very impressed. So what year was that when they first came out? 92. 92. Okay. So I was six when that came out. Yeah. And... When Welcome to Us came out. Yeah, so I was just, uh, you know, I was a, a, an early reader. I was just on the cusp. And I remember being frightened. I completely, unbelievably frightened. Night of living I guess dummy. it just depends Not, on the age group and maybe what you've been exposed to in the past. I yeah, don't know. Maybe. Not being able to sleep frightened. So he blames Anthony thinking, you know, you're the bony hand that just touched me. And, and you know, Ivy's like, no, no. I'm like, phantom disembodied and invisible hands touching people is never a good thing in any situation. <laughs> completely agree. With the lightning crashing, Ivy gets creeped out and decides to head home, only to return later after the boys have made their bland lunch of tomato soup and cheese sandwiches. I know it was the times. I get it. I get it was the times. It was bland and boring. That's just how. And they didn't have much money. I get it. But I was just like, oh, God, this just sounds so drab. It so does. Like, he totally, I totally see the whole thing. I'm picturing, like, black and white, now like, tomato soup, a loaf of bread, uh, loaf of bread and cheese. Also, what I don't know, what I don't understand. So this family, they move here, right? And they're wealthy enough to buy this house, but they can only eat cheese sandwiches. Well, no, it was a cheap house. That's the reason why they moved there. Cause the mother had to pick it out. Cause the father was in the service. Right. I mean, how cheap is this house? It must've been really cheap. That's what I'm saying. If they can only eat cheese sandwiches, it's gotta be a cheap house. I mean, it's across the street from a graveyard and it's not the right. best view in the world. So, right. Uh, and not only that, but again, I mentioned earlier, Ivy comes back wearing a different green sweater. That is her <laughs> character, Ivy, the wearer of various green green sweaters. Green sweater girl. Yes. And there's a line I love here. So I didn't even I didn't even write down who said it. I think it was Ivy, but she goes, "Graveyards can make you hungry," <laughs> and I just love, <laughs> love that. I'm like, "Graveyards can make you hungry." Okay, all right, I'll, I'll buy that one. <laughs> Well, Mario can't let go of the graveyard, so he was like, it was like a lot. It was alive. Ivy throws fuel on the flame by adding in that her brother Stan reads a lot, and this sounds like zombies maybe talking to them. And I'm like, what? Maybe there are zombies in the graveyard? 
yeah, they'd be out and about eating, not trying to talk to people, making friends. It's, you know what I mean? Like a little girl from the 40s. No. Mario doesn't buy it either. He says he doesn't believe in the supernatural mess. Then why are you getting freaked out, kid? Huh? Anthony teases him, saying he's actually just too scared. I feel like Mario is going to snap on his little brother at some point. He needs yeah. a, a good beatdown from an older sibling to give him, like, hey, you know what? I'm the older one. You need to shut the hell up. Talk For sure. Talk about some powerful dialogue from Anthony here, being the, that pesky little brother. And he starts going, yum, flesh. I love flesh. Like that, I just love that. Yum, flesh. I love flesh. Then what does he do? The pesky little brother, Anthony, he bites Mario's arm. Like That's come, right. Come he on. does. I'm like, come what on. the hell? Really? This kid is rabid. He needs to be put down. <laughs> yes, he does. Actually put down. Unbelievable. I put him out of his misery. Right? Like a rabid dog. Flesh, flesh. Well, I love flesh. Mario is secretly scared, though. Mario is secretly scared, but he can't let it show because of his little brother. So he joins Ivy to explore that in the, his new house's you know, basement. He, they haven't gone down in there yet. So this is also, again, I made, I, you know, I made mention of this earlier. Like, this is my favorite. You know, the, the ex- exploration of a new house. Like, You've been living here. You haven't gone into the basement. <laughs> like, really? Like, I yeah. know. That's that's something. Yeah, I don't I get it. it. It's so classic, though. This kind of like, you know, uh, ancient relic found in the attic or the basement or like the inanimate object that comes to life this is my favorite. This is like straight up 90s. You know, like uh, it's the best. Well, it turns out the basement has, a, of course, a whole bunch of old junk to look through. But everything is moldy and the basement smells horrible. Quote, rotten meat is one of the descriptions given. Anthony, the little jerk, finds a dead mouse and decides that throwing it at his little brother would be a smart idea. Wrong. Anthony. Anthony. Mario is pissed, pissed, and charges him, slamming his little bro into a box of, you know, a pile of boxes. A very large box falls and seemingly crushes Anthony. <gasps> oh, no. Another dead kid to clean up. Oh, so like, no. So, like, I am all for this. And, like, I... That's I, totally, I, oh, please let him be dead. Right? I'm totally excited that Anthony finally... Or that Mario, rather, finally retaliate a little bit but at the same time you know this is a children's book that could do some damage <laughs> like he could have killed him this could theoretically do some serious damage like we're talking well, it's about okay this, this it's okay it he, is okay he's not dead he's not, he's dead. not dead but he, he the could, box was too light it was uber light and it did nothing to him so I, he's fine we're I was, good i was kind of secretly hoping that anthony would be part of this zombie halloween you know like oh i he, know i know but what can you do? That he would have to be he would be the nemesis and they would okay, have to put him right. down there you go that's an idea for a book take notes i will I will hand it to him, though, that he grabbed that opportunity of that box falling on him and ran with it. Like, he's got good improv skills. He's oh, like, he, oh, I'm going to put on, you know, because it looked like, oh, crap, he died. <laughs> Listen, we gave him a lot of slack here, but he's smart. He's cunning. He's wise. He knows how to use those, you know, he can, he can, he can improv it up. So Ivy looks down and spots a trap door to a sub-basement of, or something, you know. Yeah. Of course, the, Anthony the jumps the at the chance to, to explore it, you know. He wants to go. He practically throws himself down the rope ladder into the dark hole in the floor. Of course, he disappears into the blackness, and the other two are wait, waiting. They're just waiting. Um, Hello, Anthony? Hello? They don't hear anything. But then, it's got me! It's got me! Anthony screams for help, but they're not buying it. He's got to be pranking them again, right? Well, why did he go silent? Anthony? No answer. He finally appears a little ticked that they didn't freak out more. Like Mario says, quote, you have tried that one already. <laughs> you have already done yeah. this. 
Yeah. And Stein loves his good cry wolf scenario uh, in yeah. every single book. There's that one kid who's like, oh, something's bad. Oh, I'm freaking 100%, out. 100%. We see it again later on. So Ivy and Mario climb down to join him. Mario really is not cool with all of this, but at least he's not alone. And of course, according to Ivy, she says, it's an adventure. How can you resist a secret room under the basement? Oh, no. How could you? I, I could. mean, under your own basement. I mean, I, you got to look to see where it goes. I certainly can. <laughs> Down he goes into a tunnel? Well, that's going to be good. That he believes leads to the graveyard. Yes. Of course, Anthony and Ivy are all about seeing where it leads, but I'm more with Mario. But maybe let's wait for now. Maybe let's not do this right now. Besides, he's pretty sure, and so am I at this point, that the tunnel leads to the graveyard. He points this out, and his brother is eager to either freak him out more (laughs) or just prove he's wrong. He's got to get it, man. (laughs) Yes. With that, Anthony and Ivy take off into the tunnel. And Mario just, okay, he, he just has to follow. They pretty they move pretty fast. And Mario guesses that they're pretty they're probably under the street at one point. Right, right, right. Fine, guys. I guess we'll go down into the secret tunnel that we have no idea where it goes to. But I guess if you guys want to, that's what we're going to do. And no one knows we're going. Yeah, <laughs> No one knows we're going, right. It's 1940. You have no cell phones. We are not going to end well. This is not going to end well. I can promise We're in you 1940, that. we have no cell phones. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I can promise you. I think they knew you. that at the time. <laughs> right, right, exactly. <laughs> I can promise you this will not One end One day, well. guys, there will be these things. It. They'll be called mobile phones. <laughs> right. And we don't have them yet, so we can't go. Anthony, quit smoking that stuff you found in the garden. <laughs> yeah, right. That's pretty, That's classic. <laughs> so they're halfway through, and they're about under the street, when all of a sudden they hear something. Shuffling? Scraping? So also this this scraping noise, like a big, big thing throughout the book. Uh, I thought that was kind of cool. Like this scraping was, it's like the horror theme music of the book. You know, anytime you hear that scraping noise, you know, you know, something, yeah. something bad's going to happen. Some, and well, I like of course, that. you hear any scraping noise. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's of course. Not good. Of course. <laughs> scraping is bad. We don't like scraping. Scraping is a bad thing. Uh, I thought that was kind of cool. You know, being such a big horror, uh, you know, horror movie fan. Um, I'm always into scores. I'm always into, you know, music. I thought that was cool. That was his, his, his uh, kind of stamp on on the horror in this book. You know, the the, uh, the scraping. So anytime I heard that, I was like, oh. So they're hearing the scraping and the shuffling. And then they hear a groan. When he points his flashlight, they see bodies coming toward them slowly. Of course, it's zombies. Stereotypical decaying ones with missing noses and eyes and ears and blah, blah, blah. Patches of skin missing on their heads. Cheeks missing. Yes. But the, these... Most wanted books seem a little more mature than the original 62. They're getting a little more. Well, it's I think gay. all these books are probably getting a little more horror driven. Right. And right, a little right. more gory and a little bit more descriptive. Gory, I think is the right word. You know, skin missing on their heads, cheeks missing. I don't think, you know. But I mean, in Welcome to Dead House, people's faces melted off. Okay. So yeah, I, I read it again maybe two years ago. I've read it a bunch of times, but I they shown flashlights and like if they got caught in the light or in the sun or something, they like they melted. Okay, All right, <laughs> and just like they went down to skin and bone and dropped to the ground. It was kind of gross. Okay, yeah, I haven't read it, but okay, there you go. So at first they're frozen with fear, but Mario, the unlikely hero, gets them moving again. I'm picturing this like chase scene, you know, in a with found footage horror film kind of thing. Yeah, That's what I'm yeah, thinking, yeah. you know, you, with you zombies read, uh, after them. I'm a huge Stephen King fan. You ever read The Stand? Uh, no, but uh, well, I saw the miniseries okay. when it came out, so okay. I'm, I'm familiar. So the tunnel scene, this is, that's what I'm picturing. Like tunnel scene, they're like they're being chased after in this tunnel, 
same similar kind of thing, you know? <laughs> That's what I'm getting at. Well, he pushes past them. He pushes them to the rope ladder for the trap door, and they just start to climb up. But it breaks, of course, leaving them trapped in the tunnels with zombies who are getting closer and closer. Finally, one of them grabs Mario by the throat, lifting him off the ground. <laughs> Mario prepares to be zombie lunch, but then he's flung across the room. What the F? What the hell? Why did we? Uh, okay. Turns out the zombies just want a way out of the tunnels. They picked up the broken ladder and then they climb up each other, kind of making their own little ladder, and they hang the rope ladder back in place. Well, I mean, at least they're smart zombies, I guess, right? They are right? very smart zombies. Also, poor Mario getting lifted up by his throat. Yeah. You know, can you, I, I'm picturing, that's just, that's intense. Getting picked by up main, by his Mainly throat. by Bony, by Bony hands. So by probably Bony hands. Right, yeah. right. I mean, think about the last 20 minutes of their lives here. He's fallen into graves, getting picked up by his throat by zombies. Poor guy. <laughs> So the only problem is they're starting to climb out and Mario just heard his mother call for him and Anthony upstairs. The zombies are headed her way. Oh, oh crap. Oh no. So Mario turns He-Man as he jumps up and starts yanking the zombies I off the real ladder. I love just that. Tossing them left and right to the ground below. And mainly it is. And what's funny is that it's many of them are like busting bones and cracking the skulls open, just busting out on the ground. I love it. His super, he hurries up the ladder. He uses his superhuman strength to, to yes, lift up like superhero like, like, like he wanted. He wanted to be a superhero, and oh, there yeah. you go, boom. So he, he's like lifting them up by like their hips, right? He's like picking them up and like launching them. He's not like yes. tossing them or like back body dropping them. He's like literally lifting them up. I, mean, I imagine they're pretty light, right? I mean, they're all literally skin and bone, so. There's nothing to them. And launching them. Love it. <laughs> So he hurries up the ladder, followed by Anthony, and they slam the door shut before seeing their mom. Um, weren't there three of you in the basement? So they tell mom all about the zombies in the tunnel under the under the house. And all she can say is, I know. I, how great is that? I know. So and like, that's what the and hell, of, mom? Of, of, of course, right. Of course, that's the chapter. And that, that's our science hook. That's just like in the next chapter. Mom, there are zombies here. I know. Right, like this, this is the big twist of chapter twelve. Mom knows turns about out, the zombies. From the mom, we get it from the horse's mouth. Turns out the real estate agent called the place the quote house of the dead. So just to be clear, right? So she calls it a house of the dead. So mom knew in essence that there were zombies in this house, right? Right. Am I mistaken in that? Or that there would there could be the possibility. Right. She had heard rumors and everything, but the, you know, that was the only house she could afford. It was so cheap, she could afford okay. that house. And so, right, okay. well, so I guess I'll just ignore these rumors. All right, so the, the tomato soup and the cheese sandwiches, I guess, are okay now. No, if, if She knew they were zombies. I mean, they said that place looks like a haunted house. It's a rundown house. Right, right, right. You know? So, I mean, but I would have at least called the priest and had the place, like, exercise <laughs> right, right. or sage or something. The power of Christ compels you. The power exactly. of Christ compels you. So the kids, they grab her and they take her down to the basement to show her the trap door. But then Ivy comes bursting up with a torn up, with torn up clothing. Her sweater's all torn, her green sweater that and a missing nose. This, she is missing her freaking nose. She, she's missing her nose, but I'll tell you this much. That sweater is ripped, but it's okay. I can tell you she has another one. I promise you that. She probably will. We won't has- know because all she says is, I'll get you, Mario. You'll never escape me. Never. And that's the end of part one. Scene. 
we don't really get to know what happens after that. She jumps up out of the, th- I guess they shove her down. I, I don't know, but we'll see. So part two is in present day. Correct. We begin as the narrator tells us how he's all alone on an eerie, empty street. The scene described feels almost like a ghost town. He describes the feeling of being watched. Okay, but by who, kid? Suddenly, a mysterious creature attacks. It has pale green skin and it's covered in bugs. Right away, we are alerted it's a zombie attack. And the others are closing in on our hero. Closer and closer, they gang up on him until he's he's on his bag. Oh my god, he can't escape them now. And it's just a stupid-ass video game. <laughs> so, what was going through your mind when you read that scene? Because, I, I mean, I you, like, knew, you knew. Something... I, at first, I was like, wait, it, it's got to be a dream. It's got to be a dream sequence because right, right, they do right. the dream sequence thing all too. the time. I was like, you know it's not real. You know these aren't actual zombies. But then part of me was like, you know what? He started off in 1940s. He's always he already throwing me off my game a little bit. Maybe he's going to start off with some kind of a zombie scene. And then it was a video game. He starts off with a zombie it was a video, scene. Right, right. It was a video game. How do you like that, right? Also, so I don't even know what this means, so maybe you can help me out. He says... They bleated like sheep as they came at me. Did you note that? That's, that's a bleat. Oh. Yeah, that's how they, that's what that is. Bleated. Okay, gotcha. They bleat, I, yeah. I, sh- I should have looked it up, but I was like, bleated. That's a fun word. <laughs> they it is a fun word. I like that. Yeah. Okay, all right. It's pretty cool. They bleated like you sheep. You learned, hey, add it to the vocabulary. You can use it later. Got yeah. it. Got <laughs> it. Meet Kenny Manzetti. Kenny's a bit pissed that he just lost Again, at this stupid video game, he and his friend Alec are playing the not-too-generic-sounding game, The Walking Zombies. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, I wonder what that's based off of, right? He notes that he and his twin sister, Trisha, are 12, but look much older than their age. It's pointed out that they definitely look older than Alec, Trisha's secret crush, and are contractually obligated redhead of the book. Yes. Short red-haired kid. Exactly. Their mother says that they have, quote, old souls. That's not a compliment, people. I'm sorry, it's not. I've been told no, that my entire life, and it so? did not help me in any uh, way. I think it's nice. All it did was confuse me and make me feel like a different person from everybody else. You know, stop telling kids this, because it's just going to lead them to more therapy later on in their life. <laughs> I hear you, man. I, I, I hear you. Uh, excuse me. So Trisha has this crush on Alec, right? So... Mm-hmm. I wish they explored more into that, you know? Like, I wish we got more of that that scene. We got nothing of that. None. Well, this is tweens. They don't have real feelings yet. <laughs> yeah, I guess. But you're going you're gonna to tell me she has a crush? At least give me, like, a scene. Give me something, you know? Are there really any that many romantic involvements in Goosebumps books? I guess there not. There really aren't, are I there? I guess not. I don't remember any crushes, e- even. Or maybe a few. There are a few. There's a few. Like, I know in the, the Night of the Living Dummy, at least the girls kind of had a crush on somebody or they were hoping that they would have boyfriends that were also twins, or at least one of them was, and it was really weird. Gotcha. I got to reread my Goosebumps. I did a full read-through not too long ago, but uh, okay, yeah. So so we do have crushes, official. We have crushes in Goosebumps books, no further than that. There you go. So Trisha's sitting around, and she thinks that their video game is stupid. Why is everyone at school so obsessed with zombies anyway? Even Alec eats zombie-themed candy called Zombie Goop Loops. Love the Goop Loops. I wonder, I wonder what they're like. You know yep. what I mean? Like yep. They sound kind of like they're probably a gummy with like uh, the squishy center, something like a, like a burst kind of 
You know what I mean? Like yeah. a jelly center. Yeah, I'm picturing like just like a lifesaver, like a, a gummy lifesaver type situation. Yeah, but I'm thinking like it has probably some goo in the middle of the of the. You know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah. Like in the ring. Kind of like uh, you ever have like a like a nerd's rope. Yes. Yeah, something, something like that. Something right. like that, right? But in a, a loop, a goop loop. I need to get some candy. Yeah. So Kenny and Trisha's family moved into an old house that they hate, but they're trying to be good sports about it. The house sits across the street from a cemetery. Sound familiar? Kenny is not a fan of graveyards. Go figure. He thinks about this, looking out the window at people visiting grave plots across the street. Alex suddenly gasps. (gasps) He points at a, quote, zombie he sees walking into the room, and he has a bit of a freak out. But it turns out to be Kenny's Grandpa Mo. Hmm. Who could Grandpa Mo be? Hmm. So, so Grandpa Mo is my favorite character in this whole. Oh, book. he's great. He's the best. So I'm picturing, and like, I love uh, some of the stuff they do with him. It's great. Oh, it's great. I'm picturing like uh, you ever see, uh, you ever watch Hey Arnold? Mm, a little bit. You remember Grandpa from Hey Arnold? Oh, I know the Grandpa from Hey Arnold. Yeah, yeah. That's what I picture. That's what I, I, I kind of see it. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I picture. When I think of Grandpa Mo. The story for Grandpa Mo is a bit shady. Um, He's their dad's dad, and they hadn't seen him for about seven years. He just went missing yeah, one day. Yeah. I love that. No word from right. the longest yeah. time. What, yeah. Where the hell did Grandpa Mo go? We don't know. He just and then one day, he was just back. <laughs> yeah, that's so classic. <laughs> I mean, like, come on. Your grandpa goes missing for seven years? Oh, God. That's awesome. That is awesome. So the twins' parents decided it'd be best that they move in with him in his house to take care of him. And Kenny sounds like he has a bit of admiration for his grandfather who like everyone else is all about the zombie stories. So grandpa Mo tells them a totally true story about a bad storm that came once. The lightning was like no other. It didn't clap. It boomed when it struck. It was so wild. It woke the dead in the cemetery. Basically it created flesh eating zombies Trisha is a skeptic, but she's still spooked. Alec is totally freaked, and Kenny just disregards his grandfather's story altogether. I like how Grandpa Mo just sauntered in, told a story, and then is like, gotta go nap, yeah. <laughs> and then leaves these kids scared. I'm out like Classic, wacky yeah. adult shenanigans. That's I'm great. telling you, hey Arnold, Grandpa May Arnold. It totally, it totally is. Like, just yapping, all, yapping away, crazy old grandpa, and uh, I'm out. That's it. He walks away. <laughs> of course, Trisha uses this opportunity to say something about the people moving in next door. They're monsters. Nothing more than a chapter-teasing cliffhanger, kind of just throwing them out there left and right nowadays. Of course, they aren't monsters. She just wanted to goof on Kenny and Alec. Of course. Also, so talking about Alec for a second, again, it's that R.L. Stein, you know, that constant. So they mentioned Alec believes Grandpa Mo's story. He believes in all weird creatures. So, like, you can't just believe in one thing. He believes in all weird creatures. Love that. It's a definite. It's a definite. definite. It's a constant, right? So this is where we learn that Kenny and Alec are planning a Halloween party so that the Manzetti twins can actually make some more new friends in their new town. Besides Alec, that is. The only other person, you know, that he's met so far is Alec. So Trisha actually kind of gets into the idea and starts making plans. Uh, they're talking about this party, right? They want to have this party in the basement. And Alec wants it to be a zombie Halloween party. And while they're watching the movers, uh, I'm yeah. Sorry, yeah, while they're watching, they're these movers, right? And they bring three coffins into the house next door. Yes. 
And they're like, why are the movers bringing three coffins to the house? I'm like, dude, it's Halloween. For one thing, could they not be decorations? Why do they think this is so weird? It's like it's only a, like a week or two before Halloween. Right. And you're like, um, why is it so weird? I'm just spitballing, but that doesn't seem weird. So I'm actually so I read this twice and now, you know, no spoilers. But now having read this a second time, it's it just it's very interesting that they did this. They have the, these uh these coffins so early in the book and it throws you off a little bit you know it, it's rl stein tech right there <laughs> the zombie halloween yet there are coffins how ominous how interesting mm. how weird why, why would they be why, got, like why are there coffins in this goosebumps most wanted zombie halloween in story? a house that sits across the street from a graveyard right, like, right, right. i don't know <laughs> right, right. <laughs> everything seems explanatory to me right 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 it does but, it but maybe that's why I'm an, I'm an adult now right, adults right, explain right. everything away right so Grandpa Mo comes back in. He couldn't fall asleep for his nap. He sees that they're watching the movers. And then when they explain that they brought coffins with them and the fact that they haven't seen the new neighbors themselves, the old man is convinced that zombies moved in next door. You ever see, did you ever see the Are You Afraid of the Dark episode with the vampires from next door? Yes. That's what I'm picturing. They bring in these coffins. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly what I'm picturing. The Nightly Neighbors is the tale the of the Nightly Neighbors. There you go. I'm so impressed with your knowledge, Dustin. I can't even tell you. Dustin can definitely read and Dustin can definitely watch great TV shows. <laughs> Grandpa Mo tells the three that they should go next door and investigate. Try to see if the neighbors will let them in and they can look around. I'm sorry. What? Old man, don't put these kids in danger. You yourself just said yeah. that these neighbors were zombies. Why would you send your grandkids over there? No wonder he needs looking after. Look at, Dumbass. Look, what at, the hell? look at Grandpa Mo just put, putting his grandkids on blast right there. Go ahead. Snoop around. It'll be okay. It'll be all right. I promise you. Not, what could possibly go wrong at that creepy no old idea. house next door across from the graveyard that just had three coffins brought inside? Nothing. <laughs> Despite knowing their grandfather is senile, Trisha, the brave one, heads next door in the, with the boys in tow. They knock, and a skinny, pale boy answers. He's dressed all in black, and my first thought is vampire. Dude, 100%. Yes. He says his name is Trevor. You know, they just moved in earlier. He immediately looks over at the graveyard and asks if they ever go over there. And Kenny says... No, dude, it's creepy. And Trevor's all, it's not that bad. This creepy undead kid, go away. Go away, undead kid. <laughs> so, yeah, right? See you later, Trevor. So I love this line. He goes, weird answer in italics. So Kenny's thinking about what he said, and he goes, weird answer. It's like his inner thinking, you know? And yeah. Like, weird answer. I love that. It's so funny. Well, like, it is a weird answer. It it's, it's not just, that bad. I'm just, like... It's just so funny. Like, I love how he has, he has to tell us. That's like our, our big inner thinking reveal here. Weird What's one of the first thing he says is like when right. he opens the door and he was like, what do you want? And he was like, hi, we just want to say hi. Uh-huh. Right. You ever go over there? <laughs> I was like, what? Right. You're totally normal. First and weird I'm, question. You're totally, first. No, you're totally normal and not weird at all. So let's totally exchange emails and totally hang out right now together. <laughs> right? Oh, goodness. So funny. Weird answer. So he catches Kenny trying to see into the dark, musty house. And Kenny totally sees the coffins. He may have even said, seen one of the lids moving. Ooh. Trevor suddenly needs to help his parents unpack before he closes the door on them. What's even more awkward is that they hear a woman's voice inside telling Trevor to keep unpacking and that they, they will go find food. I know. Soon. I noted that too. Don't worry. We'll find some food soon. <laughs> like, and I'm like, that, I'm hoping she's talking canned goods yeah, for the man's was that, was that not a red flag to, the, to Kenny? Like, come on. Like, um... 
maybe okay. Well, fine. Where were they hiding? Yeah, right. They report back to Grandpa Mo. Kenny talks about the coffins he saw in the living room, and Alex says he heard a woman looking for human flesh to eat. I'm with Trisha on this one, kid. Don't exaggerate that crap to the scared old man. Just don't do it. And Grandpa Mo, of course, now is freaking out, the poor old guy. Mrs. Manzetti, their mom, walks in. She kind of scolds the grandfather for freaking out the kids, but she knows he's probably just not right in the head. She tries to tell them, but they insist that the new neighbors are just really weird. They spot a long black car leaving next door and determine the neighbors left. A long black car. Like a hearse, maybe? <laughs> oh, how peculiar. Mm-hmm. Did the Adams family move next door? Is the monsters yeah, there? Right, right. Who's there? This is all very, very skeptical, if you ask me. You know, call, exactly. Call me crazy. Are they on Muckingbird Lane? Hey, yeah, call me crazy, and I'm not an expert here, but this all seems a little fishy to me. It's a little strange. So they convince their reluctant mother to go look through their windows for the coffins. She doesn't believe they are there. Seriously, people, Halloween. What is so weird about coffins at Halloween? I don't know, but whatever. She confirms that the coffins are there, but, oh no, there's also a skull, and, oh no, something's coming out of the coffin. <gasps> of course, mom is the one joking now. <laughs> okay, cool. Cool it with the jokes, people. Yeah, right? Cool it. Mama Manzetti cool getting in on the action. Now we know where, yeah. Now we know where everybody, all these yeah, kids yeah, get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right from their parents. Laughing it up, she points out that there are actually no coffins in the living room, and the kids need to stop making up stories. She just doesn't believe them, and that's that. Later that night, Trisha tries to get things organized for the upcoming Halloween party that they're having. She says that they have their stupid, they can do their stupid theme of zombies if they want, but they all have to agree to make the invitations. So what kind of invitation process is this? I was thinking about this. I don't know. I'm guessing construction paper. That's the only thing I can think like, of. It's 12-year-olds. Like, yeah. Like, and you're you're so busy, Trisha, you can't help out with, with these with these invitations? She is planning everything. That takes a lot. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> it takes okay. a lot to organize things. She might be doing food, too. This is a, a Halloween banger, right? She's got to organize everything. It's going to be streamers. Hey, I throw Halloween parties, and there's a lot to plan. And, and you don't understand, especially if you're going to do it okay. right. right. If you're going to do enough. a theme, you do it right. Fair enough. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Kenny stops everyone to watch a sudden news report that comes on TV. Five teenagers being interviewed are scared shitless. They say they were passing by the Ardmore Road Cemetery when zombies came chasing after them. Damn it. Not the newfangled rabid zombies. I hate those. <laughs> I like the old school rigor mortis zombies. You know, the, oh, they kind yeah. of come after you slowly. Oh, yeah. So the reporter continues, and here's a quote. The kids say they ran for their lives. When they were safe, they called 911. Local police are not happy about this. They say they have enough real problems on their hands without having to deal with Halloween pranks. But the kids will not be charged. These five teens are convinced it was not a prank. They are—they all believe that it is the beginning of the zombie apocalypse we hear that. so much about. Yeah. But I'm not sure about I believe their story. Not this close to Halloween. Welcome to Goosebumps, kids. No one is safe. <laughs> so can you imagine that? So we're sitting, you know, they're sitting there. News comes on and there are these five teens that believe it was not a prank, right? The zombie apocalypse is starting. So what would you think if you saw that? Just play devil's oh, advocate here. If you saw it on the news, what I would, would you think, think it was totally a prank. I wouldn't believe any of it. I would have to actually see this stuff happening instead of just someone. Oh, there were some zombies. I'm like, uh huh, sure. Yeah, you know, I, I, I'd have I to might, see it happening. I might play devil's advocate on that one. I might be a little freaked out. 
It had to be on I multiple news stations for me to be freaking out. I watch way too many scary movies, man. I got my crossbow ready to go. Uh, I'm ready for that zombie apocalypse. Well, I've also seen... Have you never seen Family Guy when they did the April Fool's one? I've seen Family Guy, but I, you got to remind me. There's an April Fool's episode for Family Guy. And basically, they're like, the world is ending. Get your affairs in order. And everybody believes it. The news station told them and everything. Everybody freaks out and clears out their bank accounts and sleeps with your, you know, other people and right. kills somebody and blah, 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 blah. And at the end, they're like, April Fool's. And they're like, what? What? And so, like, all these people are dead and hurt and, you know, like, we got you. And I'm like, no, I'm going to I'm gonna trust multiple news stations right. <laughs> I'm that, instead of just the one. I'm that, it would be like, zombies. Zombies? Attack no, if I was it? 12, right. if I was 12, I would totally fall for it's it. It's like, uh, you ever see that YouTube video of, like, uh, the guy, he's like, uh, there's a leprechaun. I forgot, I forgot. It was like an old video. He's saying there's a leprechaun out on the loose. Like, uh, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and he drew the picture yeah. and it's like a little kid's drawing yeah, yeah. of a leprechaun. Right, that's like what I'm picturing here. That's so weird. So funny. Alec is a ball of nerves. He just knew it. He knew these things were real. Zombies are real. They came right out of the cemetery across the street. I was like, wait, that was across the street? They never said they were on Ardmore Road until now. He's pacing back and forth, and he wonders why the twins aren't freaking out more, considering they live there across the street from from where it happened. That's when Kenny has this great idea. They can start a zombie patrol for their town. How great. Then they can keep everyone safe. You know, I'm like, okay, in this universe, it's a decent, productive idea. Right. You ever see uh, The Watch with Ben Stiller? Yes, I own it, actually. Total The Watch vibes. Yes. Like, they're going to make the jacket, they're going to do the whole thing. Oh, yeah, totally. However, Trisha leaves the room and comes back with a butterfly net, tossing it at Kenny and calling it his zombie catcher. Aren't taunting siblings the best? I mean, he says... He says, did everyone, ever, anyone ever tell you how funny you are? They were wrong. <laughs> well, they oh were my wrong. God. Right. I honestly thought his idea was going to be like to have the Halloween party in the cemetery. Like before he said, I got an idea instead oh. of a zombie patrol. I thought he was going to like, hey, what's happening? I'm like, why? But that thank cool. God that's, he's not that dumb. But, you know. That could have been cool, though. It would have been. Yeah. They live right there. Yeah, why not? Or <laughs> at Apparently least, it's I, not oh, guarded. Anybody oh, can walk yeah, in. Seriously, or at least have like. Like a, an, an, uh, some kind of like a, either a, a, some section of the Halloween party over there, you know, like maybe like an entrance or like some kind of a haunted house, something cool like that, you know? I'm really like a scavenger hunt or something. I'll tell you this. If I'm throwing a Halloween party, if I live across from the graveyard, I can promise you that graveyard is coming into play at some point. You had to do something, a ghost yeah? tour something. For sure. So part three. Five days till Halloween. Our, our favorite line, the five days. The epic section of five days till Halloween. Poor Grandpa Mo. He's been having zombie nightmares again. He looks all disheveled and he's talking crazy at the dinner table. I feel really bad for this guy. I mean, mom and dad just keep trying to keep him calm, but he can't let the images of zombies go while staring out the window at the cemetery across the street, you know? So you're like, oh, you poor gods. <laughs> right? If only, if, like... You'd think if they cared about this guy, like they wouldn't have moved into this this decrepit old house across from the graveyard. The kids debate whether to tell their grandfather about the zombie patrol they started. It could cheer him up. However, Kenny puts a stop to that. He knows they'll get in trouble if they keep bringing up zombie stuff. Good call. Good call, Kenny. Maybe not good to keep secrets if there are actual zombies around there, but just a thought, you know. 
After dinner, the kids go down to the basement to make way for the Halloween party. Considering we already know what's in this basement, we can all agree that this is not going to end well. It's going to be terrible. (laughs) It's not going to end well. This is not going to be a good thing. Kenny starts to have zombie nightmares of his own, mainly because of the zombie patrol. He didn't believe the stories, but now he's not so sure. Around 2 a.m., he hears someone moaning, Help me. Yeah, I'm sorry. My ass will be up and jumping into my parents' bed. I don't care if I'm 12 or 39. Dustin, don't play with that mess. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, me too. I'm out of there. Kenny goes to look out the window. Was it coming from the graveyard? In the moonlight, he can see a figure all in white dancing around in the cemetery saying, Help me! You got, you got five E's there. <laughs> wow. Kind of like the O's. Yeah, right? He can't tell if it's a ghost or a zombie. But when the moonlight brightens, he definitely recognizes that it's Grandpa Mo. Ah, it's just what Grandpa Mo. <laughs> How did that kook wander over there? It's just Grandpa Mo doing an eerie, an eerie dance in a white gown in the graveyard, saying "Help me, help me." Totally fine. Nothing to see here. Keep moving, people. So Kenny screams for his dad. He tells him what he just saw. They make their way over to the graveyard to find a confused Grandpa Mo in his white bathrobe. Poor old guy. I really am scared something like this might happen to me one day, just getting senile and scared and wandering off on people. I'm just like, oh, I don't want to be that person. Those zombie dreams again, man. Those zombie nightmares. They force him to dance along the graves. Right. He says that the zombies pulled him out of the bed and made him dance over to the graveyard. I don't, I'm not doubting his story, but that's weird that no one noticed that these zombies were in the house. (laughs) (laughs) Right, right, right. Whatever. So Trisha says he must have been sleepwalking. But now Kenny is starting to believe that his grandpa, you know, his grandpa knows more. He thinks maybe the zombies are using mind control on him like they do in his game and on the TV series, The Walking Zombies. I've never heard of lucid, conscious zombies with mind control, but whatever. It sounds more like vampires, like I said earlier. Interesting. Okay. All right. The next night is the first meeting of the zombie patrol. Yeah, and this is also, you know, this this kind of moment I thought was big for Kenny. This was a big moment in Kenny's incredible Goosebumps character arc, right? This to me and was his like... character this, growth. Right, this is Kenny's character. This is a big moment right here. He starts to turn the other cheek. So about in total, there are six boys involved, including, you know, Alec and Kenny. Mostly because Kenny promised that they'd get on the news somehow. <laughs> Yeah, right. This is their I don't big know moment. how they're going to do that unless they have a new story. But, you know, you that, keep that, making promises. You can't guarantee, Kenny. Go ahead. You'll see what they get you. That was their, like, excellent way to make new friends. That was like their catapulting idea. We can get on TV. Zombie Patrol, we got to get on TV. And so we have these, we have these, you know, four new characters. We have Monroe Ferber, Travis Costanza, Sammy White, and Jeremy Bodner. How about those names? They sound very much like northern names. They sound like you're, they're up in your area. I'm in the south. Those don't sound like southern right. names. Monroe Ferber. So funny. Who's nicknamed Frog, by the way? Have you ever seen The Lost Boys? Yes. Okay, so Lost Boys is a an 80s vampire movie. No, mm. no just, just throwing that out there. An 80s vampire There's movie. There's another little tie-in. Right? And his nickname is, so Monroe Ferber's nickname is Frog. And in The Lost Boys, there are two car- two vampire hunters, the Frog Brother. So I thought that was, uh, I thought that was interesting. Maybe that was a little, a little homage and to... And they're uh, in the zombie patrol. And they're in the zombie makes, patrol, yeah. yeah. I thought they made a little homage to... Uh, to uh, the Lost Boys. I thought that was cool. That's really neat. So, yeah, these rowdy kids head over to the graveyard and they start patrolling. All the while, none of them can shut the hell up. (laughs) 
Should they have uniforms, maybe T-shirts? What about membership cards or a secret handshake? Hell yeah. Hell yeah, man. I'm all about that. It's actually, I mean, it's actually exactly how a group of 12-year-olds would behave because that's what my group of friends did when we tried to do something spooky. We just couldn't shut the hell up. Hell yeah, yeah. Most of the kids are just in it for the fame of being on TV. But Kenny points out what I did earlier. You need a story for the reporter to tell. Okay, you're not just going to get on TV just because you're in a zombie patrol. They walk through the muddy graveyard with Alec and Kenny in the lead. The ground is all squishy under their feet. And all I can think of is, I hope they're above sea level. Because yeah, right? <laughs> I don't want no bones poking out oh, through yeah. the ground. I'm with you, man. No bones for me. <laughs> they don't find anything. But when they turn around, they notice that their party is missing. Seriously, where did the four other guys go? I wanted more of it's these just guys, Kenny and man. Alec now. You know, we have a brief glimpse of them later on, but uh, they were short-lived. You know, they didn't really do much. They, you have this whole zombie patrol, and we have these four characters. And you describe all their you characters. Describe all them. You, have the, you have the frog, you have all these things, and this is it. You have one more scene with them later on, but that was it. Yeah. I wanted more of them. I thought they were cool. Yeah. They see someone by a grave and shine the light to find Trevor, the weird new neighbor kid. He's really strange as he keeps invading, evading their questions. They tell him that they're doing the zombie patrol and Trevor keeps asking if it's, is it like a game? And like, no weirdo. <laughs> also, he's conveniently, he hasn't even seen the four other kids that were with him. He right. just has not seen them. Hmm. They're just gone. They disappeared. Yeah. He tells them that their patrol could be dangerous. He declines their offer to join in and tells them that they need to stop before they get into trouble. Hmm. Sounds like Trevor knows a thing or two. Yeah, this is creepy, man. This is when Trevor turned turned you know the other way from me. I kind of sinister. I, I, yeah, all sinister. I had a little bit of a soft spot for Trevor until this moment. I, I, was, I was creeped out. You should be very careful. I think you should stop before you get in trouble. We'll see. He leaves them, saying he was only out for a walk. Yeah. Okay. Just out yeah. for a walk. Well, it is right across the street. I mean, I mean that I I wouldn't put it past anybody if you lived across the street from a graveyard that was right i don't know maybe you would walk through it i don't know daily walks daily walks two or three times a day (laughs) through the graveyard right there (laughs) (laughs) they then decide to give up on the other four kids and head home really a whole group goes missing (laughs) and you're just gonna leave them (laughs) you know what we had enough for tonight those guys will be all right He's got really great friendship building skills. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> I'll be okay. It's not a big deal. So what? Four kids went missing. So what? Uh, they'll turn up. <laughs> right? Okay. It's all okay. Everything's going to be fine. Grandpa Mo was just here dancing last night over, over graves. All He's fine. fine. Everybody's fine. <laughs> Everything's totally cool. It's okay. Don't everybody. worry about the weird kid that was here taking a walk. Don't get all, yeah, it's totally cool. Don't get all crazy on me, people. It's going to be okay. Yeah. So they're leaving, and just then, a huge, rabid, red-eyed dog jumps out of nowhere, just jumping on top of Kenny, and he's going to bite him, apparently. Alec is, you know, he's like, oh my god, so he distracts the dog. Not just bite him, but devour him. Yes, that's what he feels like, anyway. Right, he says, it's here to devour me, which is very very clearly not going to happen, R.L. Stein, but thank you for that (laughs) one. So Alec distracts the dog, but he falls over a grave marker. And Kenny remembers, oh, those those zombie goop loops. The goop loops, they're back. Yes, so he pulls them out and he starts throwing them at the dog, trying to distract it. And he it does, it works. The dog goes for the goop loops, and they're able to take off and run. Foreshadowing, maybe. Maybe. So they get back to the house, 
and are really scared. Man, if I miss that feeling. I miss that feeling of being a kid scared by your own mischief. Oh, yeah. Just the stupid sure. stuff you do, and you're like, oh, crap, I got in trouble. And I remember, you know, as a kid, I uh, just, I used to love trick-or-treating. It was my favorite. I mean, of course, Halloween is my favorite. It's the best. But I remember that that, that feeling of, of being out on Halloween with my friends and, you know, the, the cold air and being scared, you know, like anything could happen. It was Halloween. Just I, Did you get supervised? Did you get walked around by your parents? So, funny story. So, my, my mother... Very overprotective, you know, very overprotective. Uh, and she was like, you know, the, the safe mom. And uh, we'd always hang out at my house. But my mom, you know, she, she was just very, very overprotective. And so when it came to trick-or-treating, she, for a lot of years, she didn't let me go. So, you know, I hated that because I loved Halloween so much. But eventually there were a few years that she did let me go. And, uh, yeah, I mean, we, they were definitely, you know, my mom would give me ultimatums where I can go, where I can't go. And sometimes she would kind of, you know, drive around and just patrol. So there were definitely some guidelines. What about you? I didn't really have many guidelines. I didn't really get, I mean, there was one time I went with some friends to trick or treat and their mom drove us around like, and drove us to ends of streets and we would walk up and down the street and we'd come back to the van, whatever. But she was kind of there. She was around. She wasn't like on top of us. I, you know, I don't, I was, we were independent. We could walk wherever the hell we wanted to. As long as we were in a group, not just by ourselves, you know, we were in a group, we were safe. And so that was totally cool. It's scary stuff, man. When you're a kid, you know, I miss that. Oh, totally. Totally. Anyway, all right, let's continue. <laughs> it was just a dog. Just a right. plain old dog. So they get back to the house, and they're really scared, you know. They don't know what they should do about the other kids. Should they call their parents? Should they tell Kenny's parents? And that's when they get a text, finally, from one of the guys. They got too creeped out, and they left. What? They want to start a Star Wars club that. instead. Also, I'm like... <laughs> Oh my God, know, right? you wimps. Right? First of all, I mean, no no disrespect to Star Wars, but if I'm starting a zombie patrol, I'm going full force. You know, I'm not backing out. Not only that, no. but if, you know, yeah, I'll leave it for the, for when we get there. But there's something else in relation to the Star Wars uh, club that I think is hilarious, but we'll get there. Okay. So after Alex leaves, Kenny can't stop thinking about how creepy his new neighbor Trevor is. What was he really doing in that cemetery? Was he threatening them before? I'd like to know, too. Kenny is basically tossing in bed with these questions when he hears someone moan from outside. He checks, and it definitely came from next door, in the middle of the night. So, of course, it's perfectly normal for this kid to climb out of bed, sneak out of the house, and peer into his neighbor's dark windows, right? It's all part of the course in Goosebumps' Most Wanted Zombie Halloween. (laughs) He sees Trevor sitting on his couch watching that damn generic walking zombie show, and laughing at the blood and guts? Weird, kid. Sounds like another kid I read about once called Vincent Graver. Yeah, but right. that's for another time. Right? Who laughs at zombie attacks? <laughs> he's laughing a little at zombie attacks. Right? Yeah, he's, he's, definitely, he's definitely, he's got a morbid personality. For sure. Kenny realizes the moans he heard were from the show. How loud is that TV? <laughs> he heard it in his room. Yeah, right. Uh, in the next door, you know, whatever. He heads back home, but his again brought to his window when he hears Trevor and his parents leaving the house again in the middle of the night dressed all in black and they all love hoodies apparently these people are not right 
They're not. There's something so, up with that. I, was, I started to think a little bit about this scene. He wants to go over there. He wants to inspect the coffins. He, he just can't wrap his head around why there are coffins in this house. And you right. know, what, what's inside the coffins? He keeps thinking, and Grandpa Mo, and he, they keep thinking that there are zombies in these coffins. And at this point, you know, it, was, it wasn't until the second time I read it, I'm like, who puts zombies in a coffin? That's what it really I was like, when, <laughs> I have don't you, know. when have you ever seen a zombie? Or when have you ever even, you know, anywhere, a zombie in a coffin? That's not, you don't put zombies in coffins. Coffins are no. for vampires. I'm thinking, like, there's something. something or actual dead people. Or dead, <laughs> right, 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 right. Or dead people. Even as a kid, I would have known this folklore. I'm like, no, this doesn't make sense. Right, right, no. right. Zombies come out of coffins and they stay there. They stay out of the right, coffin. Right, right, right. <laughs> but it didn't. I'm like, not. This is not. This is not happening. This is not. I'm not buying into it this time, Stein. No, 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 Sam no. Sandbag and no. sob. Good try, Stein. <laughs> not pulling one over on us. Yeah. So he sees them leave, and Kenny thinks, "Hey, that's perfect timing." He sneaks back out of the house again and breaks into his neighbor's place. He finds a unlocked kitchen door. I don't know why it was unlocked. So, and he, he wanders notices, through the house. He notices a TV with nothing, with no, none other than Indiana Jones on, which I loved, by the way. I thought that was classic. They just left it on. Indiana Jones. They left the TV on with Indiana Jones playing. Thought that was excellent. So yeah, he's wandering through the house. No flashlight. From what he can see, it's actually pretty normal ranch-style type house with a basement. They still have moving boxes, but they all seem to have beds, too. He makes his way to the basement, fumbling with the light, and he finally finds the three coffins he saw earlier. I can only think how he is probably the only kid nowadays without a smartphone to take instant pictures of this. (laughs) Yeah. So he goes to the cough to open one of the coffins when he hears a cough from from behind and he's caught by Trevor. Kenny is stunned silent. He doesn't know. He doesn't know what excuse to come up with. What are to explain why he's broken into their house? What are you doing here? Trevor says, yes. Suddenly Trevor laughs and says, you want to know what's in the coffins, don't you? (laughs) Then he has Kenny open them, showing clothing and other stuff stored inside. Per Trevor, his parents used to own a funeral parlor, but they got foreclosed on. I love that. It's such a great I know, excuse. I know. Foreclosure, that's right. something every kid understands. Like, is this his go-to excuse? Like, it just, has this come up before? Yeah, he says they couldn't get rid of the coffin, right. so they're, they're right. using them as expensive storage bins now. Which, I, you know, I would feel horrible if I was Kenny, but that's kind of weird. Why would you? I mean, yeah. come on. Seriously. Trevor figured out that Kenny thinks he's a zombie. He even playfully threatens Kenny that he won't be going home because he's seen too much. You won't be going home tonight or ever. <laughs> he's just fucking with him since he, you know, he's just messing with him. Though, you know, is you know, Kenny just you know did break into his house, so yeah, <laughs> of course he has every right to do uh, that. Yeah, I, I'm on Trevor's side of this one. Yes, not Anthony, not that little that, that little asshole. Anthony. Well, Anthony, Anthony's gone now. Right. Anthony's back in the forty. Right, right, right. But Trevor. <laughs> Kenny only tells Grandpa Mo about his adventures into the neighbor's basement. Mo isn't convinced that zombies still aren't a threat. Poor, scared old man. That Saturday night, Kenny and Alec continue their patrol, but nothing happens. Th- this town is seriously dead, pun intended. They decide to call it an early night and head back to Kenny's, but then they notice a weird group of people ha- around the grave in, a gra- in the graveyard. And they're giving me the strange culty vibes, you know? Seriously. The boys move in for a closer look, and they see who they are circling. 
they pull someone into view and oh no, it's Grandpa Mo. Yep. In a burst of adrenaline, Kenny just r- dashes right into the cemetery. Get away from my grandpa! And these zombies, all gross and decayed, turn toward him. Grandpa Mo, Mo just urges him to run away. Run, run, Kenny, run away. But he won't just leave his weak grandpa there to fend for himself. Good kid, right? Just, no, I'm not going to, no, you're coming with me, Grandpa. Yeah, right. However, one of the zombies grabs Kenny, nearly biting him. He breaks free and runs, but realizes they're not chasing after he and Allie. They just wanted them gone so that they could finish the job on Grandpa Mo. They end up leading him off further into the graveyard. Alex suggests they get Kenny's parents, but Kenny's not hearing this. He takes off running back into the graveyard and stops at the headstone the zombies had gathered around. It says, Mario Manzetti. Uh-oh. Also, I want to just note real quick, um, they mentioned our friends. They mentioned the four other members of the zombie patrol, and they okay. I think they shoot him a text. They shoot Kenny a text, and they say, you know, uh, we're bailing on the zombie patrol officially. Because we're going to the mall to see a Star Trek movie. So I thought this is excellent because earlier on, they say... They're talking about Star Wars. Star Wars. <laughs> they, they want to form a Star Wars club, yet now they're going to see Star Trek at the mall. I thought that was great. I thought that was very funny. <laughs> this is where Kenny puts something together. Grandpa Mo wasn't just afraid of the zombies. He is one of them. He's been dead this whole time. <laughs> Alec is done. After this revelation, he's all, I'm out. And I don't really blame him. Kenny rushes home to tell his parents about his grandfather, but all he can get out is that he's in the graveyard. They interrupt him saying he must be sleepwalking again. And then, yeah, they rush out of the house to get him. And a little time goes by and Kenny hasn't heard from anyone from his parents or anybody. But then grandpa Mo shows up saying how sorry he is that Kenny knows about the gravestone now. Oh, great. Is he going to try to kill his grandson now? That's all I can think. So- wait, wait, wait. Grandpa Mo isn't a zombie? So that headstone was actually his father's, the one that was in the war in the 40s. He's Mario Jr. Correct. Grandpa Mo explains that because of all of his zombie nightmares, which is understandable since his friend Ivy from part one attacked him, he moved to Alaska for years to escape them. However, it didn't work, so he came back home. Also, he just took a walk to look at his father's grave, and then the zombies jumped him. Correct. So why did so when what? they when they led him off, they realized that he wasn't a good meal. <laughs> he wasn't good pickings for a meal, and they just let him right, go. Right. So why couldn't Kenny and Trisha and Alex see the name on this gravestone the, the whole book? I don't know where it is in the grave, unless it was just in a different part of the graveyard they didn't I go to. I guess it's possible. That's the only thing I can think of. I guess it's possible. Luckily, mom and dad come home safe and sound. You know, I was sure they were zombie child by now. You know, they just kind of left and then Grandpa Mo shows up and they didn't show up. And I'm like, oh, crap, they got them. Yeah, right. That's the first thing I thought. So now it's two days before Halloween and Kenny is watching the news. The police are actually warning people about zombies because there have been some attacks. The cop on the news says he thought it was someone in a costume till he smelled them and he saw their rotting bow you know, their bodies up close, all decaying and whatnot. So yeah, this part right here, I would probably go, all right, now the cops are saying it's real. Uh, maybe I'll be freaked out. 
<laughs> yeah, right. And not just a report by some teenagers. Sure. Officer Wells, he speaks on the news, telling his fellow officers, don't believe him, but these zombies weren't guys in costumes. They were the real thing. <laughs> Trisha is over the zombie talk. She's actually making a good argument for the news being a hoax, simply because it's close to Halloween. She's a skeptic, but at least she's rational about it. Kenny thinks that they should change their party from a zombie theme so as not to entice the undead, which might actually be smart. <laughs> it might be a smart move. Yeah. It's Halloween. The party is in full swing. Everyone stuck to the theme and came dressed as zombies. Trisha is one of four zombie brides. So how many zombie brides have you, have you seen in your Halloween experience? I thought that was hilarious. What well, if, if it's a zombie party, you would think you're probably going to be several, of, if it's, especially of, if it's a zombie-themed party. Yeah, I guess it could be. You're right. I just made a note of that. I said, since when is zombie brides such a popular Halloween costume? But I guess it's a zombie party, so all is fair. Kenny can't really seem to enjoy anything. He's grown more paranoid that zombies are in fact going to invade this party, uh, which, you know, as seeing as how everything's gone so far, I don't doubt, you know, that could happen. It doesn't help that when they move the couch to, for grandpa Mo for a place to sit, they find a trap door. It also doesn't help that the trap door opens by itself, revealing a skeletal blonde girl down in the hole. Hmm. The How girl reaches up and grabs Kenny's ankles and pulls. He falls all the way down, and it's revealed that this is, in fact, Ivy. There she she is. thinks Kenny is Mario, and she is not happy. Why did you leave me down there with the zombies? She is pissed. I get it, but girl, it was an accident. Get over it. Seriously. <laughs> all right, Ivy, we get it. We get it. You're upset. You, we left you down there. You got eaten by zombies. Now you're back. We get it. She's going to bite Kenny because she's so hungry. This is when Grandpa Mo peers down into the hole and tells Ivy that he is Mario and that Kenny is his grandson. She doesn't want to believe it at first. Being undead in a hole can mess with your concept of time, I guess. She actually, she eventually gets frustrated and runs off. Grandpa Mo helps Kenny out of the trap door and they return to the party, but forgot to close the fucking trap door. No. Oh, you so, had, one, you had one job, Kenny. You had one job. One job. Of course, zombies are all climbing up from the bowels of the earth to join the Halloween party. Trisha is not happy, the little bitch. Scrambling to figure out a solution, Kenny comes up with it. The zombie goop loops. They're back. The dreaded huh? goop loops. What? Candy? Zombies want flesh, not candy. True, but... That's in night, but, but whatever. goop loops, they are enticing. I guess. So he and Alec grab bowls of the goop loops. Sounds like a bad Gwyneth Paltrow vaginal ring thing, honestly. Yeah, right. Goop. Gross. Goop loops. The Ew. goop loops. Ew. They grab these goop loops and they lead the zombies back to the trap door with them. I just don't get how they like gummy candies now. They're they odd. slam the door shut and the party is saved. They later tell everyone that the zombies were actually high school kids that they hired for a stunt. It was just I a prank. Guess. It's okay, everyone. Yeah, yeah, Nothing to silly. see. Totally cool. They weren't real zombies. Happy Halloween. We, <laughs> we promised they weren't real zombies. Kenny turns to see his new neighbors standing at the bottom of the basement stairs. He's actually happy to see Trevor, but why are Trevor's parents there too? When he asks why Trevor isn't dressed like zombies for the Halloween, this is what we get. Trevor's confession. The payoff. They aren't zombies, correct. 
but they are vampires. Yes. yes. Fucking knew it. Vampires. I freaking knew that. I love it. So the end stinger is that they are actually about to kill everyone at the party. Yes, correct. Blood-sucking vampires are about to wreak havoc on the whole Halloween party. Yes. The end. The end. Zombies are like my least favorite monster. I hate zombies. Really? Hate them. I have zombie nightmares too. Okay. Okay. I don't mind zombies. Randomly, I'll have I'll have these they're and they're the rabid kind, like the new freaking Dawn of the Dead yeah. kind. I can't stand. Scariest I'm man. sorry. I'm sorry. I don't think zombies would be like that at all. They're decaying. They would be right. rigor mortis. They would be kind of stiff and moving slowly. Those Dawn of the Dead I zombies think. were frightening. I, I hear you. I, I'm with you on that one. I don't get it. I don't get I'm like why? Why do those aren't zombies? Those are just people with bad like with rabies or something. <laughs> <laughs> right. 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 That's too funny. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. I get it's too intense for me. So which what are your I mean, do you like zombies? Do you prefer vampires? What do you like? Yeah, I uh, I like zombies. Uh I would say I'm more of a a vampire guy, I'd say. I don't know what it is. I, I like the tr- the vampire transformation, you know, that kind of like lusty uh metamorphosis is kind of cool you know it's exciting to me their power is basically sex <laughs> yeah oh yeah for sure i love that i think that's cool like the zombie thing is cool you know there's there's so many unique takes on zombies which are kind of cool um but the vampire thing has always been always been cool to me you know i like the again that lusty oh, yeah. sexy vibe uh yeah so that's where i'm at that's what i like um <laughs> I'm, I'm all about that too yeah. they're my favorite monster oh yeah totally Thank you so much, Robbie, for joining me. Yeah, man, I had a great and time. Do you I have you want anybody you want to give out your Instagram or anything? Yeah, sure. So you guys can follow me at Robbie Miles fourteen forty five. That's R O B B I E M Y L E S fourteen forty five. Publishing my first book in October. I'm super excited about. It's titled "Don't Call It All." Uh, and again, thank you, Dustin. So excited to be here, and thank you, everybody. Thank you. Have any questions or comments about Goosebumps Most Wanted, Zombie Halloween, or this show in general? Please reach out to me via Twitter at Dustin underscore Holden or on Instagram at Dustin Can Read. You can reach me via email at DustinCanReadPod at gmail.com. And please rate and review on iTunes, Podchaser, or wherever you listen to the show. Thanks for listening. Until next time, Dustin Can Read. Dustin Can Read.